Father, as we come to your word right now, Father, we've just been enjoying your presence, Lord, in this place today. And Father God, we just welcome you one more time that you'll anoint your word. And we pray in Jesus' name that anybody who's in this place tonight who doesn't know you, by the time, Father, that we finish this message today, Father, or even during this message, they would be born again by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Father, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the thanks for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 3. Uh, it's one of my f- favorite verses, and I want to thank God for the opportunity to minister to you tonight. And all the things that have been going on tonight, I really believe that's prophetic, what God is doing here in the church. With all the singing, with all the worshiping, God wants to revive the worship of the house in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And I'm not talking about the worship team, hallelujah. God's been reviving the worship team. I'm talking about the worship in the congregation in the name of Jesus, amen. Just out of our hearts to God, reviving us. That's a part of revival. That's part of the Holy Spirit as we worship God, engaging with the Holy Spirit. And here in Isaiah 54, it says, Sing, O barren, you have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. I'm just going to read it from the the Message Bible, slightly different version. It gives you a little different understanding. It says, sing barren woman who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song. You who've never experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women because God says so. Clear the lots of the grounds of your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out and think big. Use plenty of robe. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. Can I have an amen? You're going to take over whole nations and you're going to resettle the abandoned cities. Here in the scripture, God encourages Israel to start to sing. Hallelujah. Start to sing. What is that? It's a song of faith. Because look at this woman. Sing, O barren. Well, for number one, if you're barren, it's very difficult to sing. I mean, being barren doesn't just happen just after one day. You find out you're barren. Oh, yes, it's bad news. But for people who are barren, it goes on seemingly a lifetime. They're struggling with these difficulties, struggling with these issues of barrenness. Now, you may not be physically barren tonight, but you may be spiritually barren. You're not moving forward. You used to be on fire for God. You used to be growing in the things of God, but you've hit a wall. And God says to the people of Israel, he says, it's time to sing. Hallelujah. It's time to sing, O barren. You've not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You've not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Now look at this woman. If you were a lady in the time of Israel at this time, if you were barren and unfruitful, you would have been rejected. You would have been pushed into a corner. You, and here's this woman in a corner, just like this keyboard where Peter's playing. In, in the corner here, and the woman's in the corner, she's rejected. She doesn't have fruit. She's got no children. We don't even know where her husband is. And she's looking around, and every one of the people in Babylon, maybe they've got four children, five children, six children. And here's this woman. She's desolate. She's got absolutely nothing. 
and people have pushed her around. But yet God turns up and he says, it's time for you to sing. Hallelujah. It's time for you to sing. Very difficult situation to be in. But it's what's God saying tonight? He's saying, it's time to believe me. Hallelujah. It's time to believe me for fruitfulness. We know the story of Abraham. Abraham was without child. In Genesis 15, God turns up and has a conversation with Abraham and says, listen, look at the stars of the sky. That's how much fruit you're going to bear. Look at the sandwiches on the seashore. God says, look at all the grains of sand. That's how much your generation's going to be. Very difficult to see that in the natural. That's why you've got to see it in the spiritual first. You've got to have a spiritual breakthrough. And God says to Abraham, look at the stars. He says, look up in the name of Jesus. Look up to your God who can cause you to bear fruit. That's what God said to the woman. Sing, O barren. Sing. Burst forth into song. You know that the Bible says that praise silences the four and the avenger. I want to tell you now, if you're going to get victory, whether it's in your family, whether it is in childbearing, or whether it is in bearing fruit in ministry, you've got to start to praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. You've got to start to praise even before it happens. Hallelujah. If you prayed for something and you haven't received an answer, just start thanking God for it right now. That's faith. Faith pleases God. And Abraham, he said to God, you know, God, I haven't got any children. I've got a servant. Is he going to be my generation? No, God spoke back to him and said, listen, I'm going to give you a son in the name of Jesus. I'm going to cause you to bear fruit. And God changed Abraham's name. I believe tonight God wants to change your name. He wants to change your name from barrenness to fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. And he changed his name from Abraham, just a father, to a father of multitudes. Abraham, a father of many nations. God was saying to Abraham, listen, you, you're only just a single man. But I'm going to cause you to inherit the nations of the world. Now that's exactly what our vision is here in Kensington Temple as we move forward to grace for the city. We're not content to stay in the four walls of this building, and that is not our destiny either, hallelujah. Our destiny is to send people to the four corners of the world, hallelujah. Our destiny is to impact the nations, and our destiny is to impact this city with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, in Israel at this time, they were in Babylon, and Bruce has been preaching about this recently, about Babylon. They were, it was difficult to see how God was going to cause them to bear fruit. Now, whatever you have been, your thoughts are regarding gay marriage, we can, we can talk about it. We can think, oh, well, look at all the laws of the past, and we can bow down to it and think, oh, how difficult it is out there. Or we can look up and look to God and say, God, we believe you can change this in the name of Jesus. No matter where we are right now, God can change this nation in Jesus' name. But we need to believe it. We need to start to sing. And God was saying, I'm going to use your worship to bear fruit. I'm going to use your worship. You're going to start to sing and dance and praise me. And then suddenly you're going to begin to multiply in the name of Jesus. That's what God was saying to this woman. And that's what God was saying to Israel at this time. We believe that there's going to be such a move of worship throughout Kensington Temple in the name of Jesus. Jono's album, thank God, there's going to be another album coming out for the KT worship. Uh, and there's going to be a move of God moving throughout the worship, and it's going to cause the church to begin to multiply right throughout, not just KT, but right throughout London City Church in the name of Jesus. And I'm believing God that worship leaders are going to rise. 
Not natural, I mean, not just, oh, well, you play the guitar, get on and sing a few songs. Somebody who's birthed by faith. Somebody who's birthed by the Holy Spirit. Because that's what causes someone to sing, hallelujah. Something that's happening in your life by the Holy Spirit. The ministry that God has for you, it's birthed by the Holy Spirit. That's how songs come forth. I don't know if you get a chance to talk to John at the end of the service, but most of his songs are prophetic. He's not just spending 24 hours a day writing songs like some professional people out there. We thank God for professional people, but we, we want songs that are birthed by the Holy Spirit, that come directly from the heart. Hallelujah. And that's what God was saying to Israel. It's time for you to sing. Sing by faith. Start to break through. You've been in a corner all this time. It's time to get out of that corner and start to sing and start to believe me. Now, how do you get out of the corner? By faith. By faith. By faith, you need to get out of the corner. The woman in in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8, for 12 years, she'd been in pain. She had a, a bleed for 10 years, suffering. And she was rejected. She was downcast, rejected by society. But she saw Jesus, hallelujah. Now thank God that Jesus can change your life tonight. I tell you, when you see Jesus, that's what causes you to sing, is it not? When you see that Jesus can heal you, when you see that Jesus can forgive you, when you see that Jesus can deliver you, when you see that Jesus can set you free, you start to sing the song of hope. You start to sing this song of faith, hallelujah, because you see that your miracle is there right in front of your eyes, hallelujah. Colin was ministering two weeks ago on stepping out of the boat. And Peter stepped out of the boat. And he was encouraging our leaders to step out by faith. Now, I wanna, uh, what I took from that message is stop doing the same thing over and over again. If you do the same thing over and over again, you'll get the same result. Now, I have no criticism tonight of people who have their communion gatherings in the lower hall. Hallelujah. But I tell you tonight, God's plan is that we break out of the lower hall. Hallelujah. We break out into stadiums. We break out into hotels. We break out and people begin to see the Jesus that we're worshiping. That's the vision for these congregational gatherings. When we do communion together, people will see in buildings across London, they're the people that worship the cross. They're the people that worship Jesus. Look at those people breaking bread. There is Jesus amongst those people. Hallelujah. Because we need to break out. Part of stepping out and walking on the water is doing something different. Hallelujah. Not the same thing. I want you to wake up on Monday morning and think, what can I do differently in the name of Jesus? What can I do differently? That's a water walker tonight. That's someone who steps out in faith. That's what God was saying to Israel. It's time for you to do something different. It's time for you to sing. Expect me for new things. This woman with the issue of blood, getting back to her, she stretched out and she could see Jesus. She said to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And we know the story. She stretched out. She touched Jesus. And straight away, the blood inside of her body was dried up. And she was completely healed. Hallelujah. Turned from barrenness to fruitfulness. Why? Because of one touch from Jesus Christ. That's what happens during the worship, is it not? Now, thank God we can worship and people can get encouraged to lift their hands. But worship comes from the heart. And nobody tonight can help you with that kind of worship. It's just you and God. You being real with God, God igniting your heart, and you lifting your hands in worship. But how does it exactly happen? I want to tell you tonight, it happens through the cross. In verse 12 of Isaiah 53, now we all know in the Bible, there's no chapters and verses. They'll put them in later on. 
just so that we could look at the different prophetic passages. So here in verse 12 of Isaiah 53, it says, Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and will divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul into death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Now who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. This is Isaiah 53, the prophecy about the Messiah. The Messiah, the Christ, who would die on the cross, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. This is the power of the gospel. Right there. He's saying to Israel, listen, I'm going to send a man. I'm going to send a prophet. I'm going to send the Christ. And he's going to die for the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Now, that's what causes you to worship, is it not? When you say, my chains are gone, I've been set free. You lift your hands and worship, hallelujah. When you realize you've been forgiven, you've been given a second chance, you lift your hands and worship. It doesn't matter how many times, a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance, even the hundredth time, hallelujah. You lift your hands and say, God is merciful. Worship you, Lord God. You are merciful to my life. Why? Because the power of the cross can set you free in the name of Jesus. I was listening to Martin Smith this last week, and, and uh, just again and again, he's talking about dancing. Now, if you know Martin Smith, used to be the band member of Delirious. He's talking about the church has forgotten to dance. The church has forgotten to dance. And he always mentions it in his, his worship set, and he gets people to dance. Why would people forget to dance tonight? Because they've forgotten that Christ has set them free. They have forgotten that Christ has set them free. The Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I mean, if you're truly free and you're truly free indeed, you're going to go out there and you're going to dance and sing about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because it happens, it's happening through the heart. God said to me in Romania, he said, tell the people there, whether it's Romania or me or just generally, to tell the people to get back to the cross. Thank God for the new revival times that the cross is right there. And there's an article from R.T. Kendall on the cross and Colin on the cross and we're moving forward into Easter time on the cross. But I want to tell you tonight, the cross cannot be kept into our little two weeks of Easter. We can't just get around the, the Easter week and say, thank God for the freedom of the cross and the resurrection. We need to preach the cross and the resurrection to ourselves every single day. Hallelujah. And we need to preach it out there to every single person. Hallelujah. Some of the things that the cross does, the cross is the power of God. The cross is the power of God to this world. How are people going to hear about God through the gospel? I'm not ashamed of the gospel, Paul says, for it is the power of God to bring salvation. You can only be saved through the power of the gospel. That is something to sing about tonight. Hallelujah. Secondly, it's no longer you who live. The cross reminds us that we no longer live. Who no longer lives? The barren woman no longer lives. Hallelujah. I'll say that again. The barren woman no longer lives. Hallelujah. The barren person, the sinful person, the person that was against God, you don't live anymore. Because the Bible says I was crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. And I think the problem why we're not singing enough, hallelujah, is because we've not, we've, we start to live out our own lives. We've forgotten that we're just supposed to come to the cross on a daily basis and say, God, take my life. I crucify my life and I come to you. The cross breaks the power of death. Hallelujah. 
I don't know, tonight we pray for some people who's got cancer and there could be a fear of death in your life tonight. I know a lady who lost her sister and lost her sister before that, a year before that, and a fear of death can come upon your family. But thank God that Jesus destroys the power of death and Jesus destroys the power of fear in Jesus' name. The Bible says when they put the, the blood on the doorpost, the angel of death passed by. See, I tell you tonight, when the blood of Jesus is painted on your life, meaning the cross, the devil cannot touch you. The devil cannot touch you because he cannot touch what's sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the power of the gospel tonight. The cross brings forgiveness of sins. The, the cross breaks the curse of the enemy. Christ became a curse for you that the blessing of God will come upon you. You are blessed tonight. You are blessed tonight. That's why you can sing, hallelujah. That's why you can dance. Sing, O barren, you have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You have not labored for child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. It's time for you to sing, church, tonight, hallelujah. It's time for you to remember the power of the gospel. The cross tears the veil. On the cross, the veil was torn in two from top to bottom. Everything between you and God was broken, hallelujah. Every obstacle between you and God was removed at the cross. There is nothing right now stopping you meeting with God. There's nothing right now stopping you stepping into the presence of God right now, hallelujah. The unlimited grace of God is available to you right now. And the Bible says that the cross disarmed principalities and powers and made a public spectacle of them on the cross. Colossians 2 verse 15. And I want to tell you tonight, the, the gospel is a complete work. Some people think tonight that the gospel is just a 90% work. And then you need to add 10% of works on top. 10% of church attendance. When I was a child, church attendance was the number one thing on the list that would get you to heaven. Church attendance was the number one thing on the list that would get you to heaven. Why? Nobody preached that. Nobody preached it from the pulpit. Everybody preached the gospel. But the way we treat people, where have you been? Oh, I was off sick last week, didn't come to church. You sinner. Oh, where have you been? I haven't seen you for three weeks. I've been on holiday. You sinner. Now, nobody says those words. It's the way they treat you. The culture in the northeast of England, some parts of the northeast, if you don't attend church, the first thing is, the first question is not, how's your relationship with Jesus? The first question is, did you attend church? Who cares if you attend church? Hallelujah. You're not saved by attending church. You're saved by believing in Jesus Christ. And why would you attend church in the first place? You would attend church because you believe in Jesus. Because you are the church of Jesus Christ. Now I've got a feeling that many people fall away from church because they're not simply part of the church. They haven't got saved yet. They haven't got a faith. I remember talking to my brother. He was involved in a gospel band. And I asked him, I said, how's your relationship with Jesus? He said, don't talk to me about my relationship with God. It's none of your business. I want the band to be successful. We're touring this church. We're touring that church. And he would talk about this band. And I said, well, it's interesting. You're ready to represent Jesus, but you're not ready to talk about your relationship with Jesus. I'm not bothered about what you do for Jesus. I'm bothered about who you are in Christ, in Jesus. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? That's the most important thing because it's the cross. It's the cross, my friend, tonight. 
the Christ to you. In Isaiah 53 verse 12, who bore your sin. He bore your sin on the cross. That's the reason why you lift your hands and say, hey, I am born again. Hallelujah. I am saved. I'm going to heaven. Why? Because Christ and his cross has set you free tonight. We saw, I think it was over 20 people got baptized today. Hallelujah. Baptized and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Gabriel was telling me, why would people get baptized? Because they've been forgiven of their sins. They're ready to move forward in the things of God. And God says to this woman, it's time to enlarge the place of your tent and stretch out the curtain of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, stretch out your stakes, strengthen your stakes, and you shall expand to the right and to the left. Now, why would God say that? This woman, she's barren, she's got no children, she's alone, she's rejected, but God says, listen, pick up your tent peg and start to build a bigger tent, hallelujah. Start to build a bigger tent, start to put your tent Start to build a bigger tent because all the children that I'm going to give you are going to start to fill this massive tent that I'm going to cause you to build. Hallelujah. Now that's faith. That's faith there right now. I want to prophesy over some cell groups tonight. Get a bigger building in Jesus' name. Get a bigger house in Jesus' name. Get a bigger car park if you're meeting the car park. Get a bigger lower hall. It's not going to be, it's going to be too small for you. We need to move out by faith. That's what a water walker is. Someone who walks out by faith and starts to believe God. I don't know about you, but when I was a child, I loved to play football in the stadium. Anybody loves stadiums? I played football in my town stadium. My town stadium is about 2,000 people. It seats as one stand. Must be the size of that back there. Just one stand. About 1,000 people can, can be there and people watching on the side. You go into the stadium, you're playing in the cup final. What do you feel like? You feel famous. You feel good. You feel full of faith. You don't feel miserable. You feel, wow, this is awesome. And I tell you something, when you step out in faith and you see a bigger building, you start to say, hey, this is great. This is big. This is what's going to happen at Westminster Chapel. Every time we go there, you look around and think, my God, this is twice the size of Kensington Temple. God, can you fill this building, Lord? Can you fill this building with Kensington Temple, London City Church? Can we move out and get a bigger building? Can we keep moving forward so we get bigger buildings right throughout London? That is a spirit of faith in the name of Jesus. I was in one of the stadiums the other day. I won't tell you which one. And I went down to ask questions about hiring this stadium. It's about 14,000 seats. And as the guy began to tell me the price, I started to think, wow, even the price is achievable. We could even do this right now. We could step out. We could hire this whole building with the amount of people that we have. What was happening there? It was stirring me by faith. And you also need to be stirred by faith. God was saying to this woman, start to enlarge your tent. Start to enlarge your faith in the name of Jesus. I was praying just down there. Sometimes you need to pray to God that he would enlarge you on the inside. Amen? Because... Sometimes, you know, I'm saying God wants to do more in your life. God wants to expand you. And sometimes when you've got a lot on, the last thing that you need to be told is that God is going to give you more responsibility. You know what I mean? Don't give me any more responsibility. I'm just about getting by on the responsibility that I've got right now. I'm just trying to get by on life. That's what this barren woman was doing. Why? She had so many issues in her life. 
She was just trying to get by. And God was saying to listen, it's time for you to sing. It's time for you to expand because I'm going to cause you to inherit the nations. And God is going to cause us to inherit the nations. And we need to pray to God, God, expand me on the inside. So I can cope with all of the people that you're going to cause me to disciple. All the people that you're going to cause me to inherit. All the children that you're going to cause me to bear. Lord, increase my capacity. Increase my strength. Increase the anointing on my life. So Lord God, I can impact this city for you in the name of Jesus. Can someone give Jesus praise here tonight? Hallelujah. When we used to go to Bogota, we used to be amazed by them filling a stadium of about 80,000 people and you used to come back from those trips so full of faith. Why? Because you were exposed to something far bigger than you are. And you need to start exposing yourself to something far bigger than where you are right now. That's what God was saying to this woman. Get out of the corner and start to expose yourself to something that's far bigger than you are. Build a bigger tent. Look at that big empty tent because I'm going to fill it in the name of Jesus. Expose yourself to something far greater. And then number three, your descendants will inherit the nations. It was amazing to see the move of God throughout Romania. You'll see it in the revival times. People receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They hadn't seen people baptized with the Holy Spirit. Very difficult place, Romania, until recently because of the orthodox background and the communism background 20 years ago. They came out of communism. And God is causing KT to send people to these nations and see young people falling in the power of the Holy Spirit. God says, I will cause you to inherit the nations. Hallelujah. I will cause you to inherit the nations. And we need to pray. For Romania and for Algeria and for the missions department because the Bible says, ask of me and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance, the ends of the earth as your possession. About 40 years ago, somebody had a vision in Kensington Temple and they had a vision of all the different nations that God was going to bring into KT. That was over 40 years ago. And if you look around, just take a look around right now of all the different cultures of people, that's it, just turn your head around. Unless you're sleeping, turn your head around and have a look at the, all the different nations here in Kensington Temple. Now that's a fulfillment of prophecy right there. 119 or 120 different nations that we have in Kensington Temple. God is fulfilling his word. He will cause us to inherit the nations. And my prayer for you is that during your time here in KT, God will fill you up. God will disciple you. God will strengthen you. And if it be God's will, he'll send you back to your nation to bring revival in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If the worship team can come back right now. I like to sing that song, Sing, 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 because that was just quite prophetic as we finish tonight. But I want us to bow our heads in prayer right now. Over the last two weeks, 117 different people have received Christ as Lord and Savior on the streets of London in Hounslow, Wimbledon, Wembley, and in Brixton. And tonight, before we end this service tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ into your life. And even if it's just one person tonight who received Christ, it's worth it. The Bible says, God rejoices in the heavens over one person who turns to Him. Maybe you're barren tonight because of sin. You're away from God. And you've got difficulty in your life, barrenness in your life because you're not following God. Well, tonight God wants to change that heart of barrenness 
and He wants to pour in His Spirit and completely transform your heart tonight. And all you need to do is receive Jesus into your heart. Decide to follow God. Ask Him to forgive you. Admit that you need Him and He will come and save you tonight. I'm going to pray this prayer out loud. It's a prayer of commitment to God where every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I'm going to ask you tonight, if you need Christ in your life, if you're to die right now, and you're to face God, He would ask you, you know, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? Do you know tonight? Do you know you'll go to heaven? Do you have peace with God? Well, you can know tonight by simply receiving Christ. If that's you, just pray this prayer in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you right now, and I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I'm barren without you. And today I come to you because I want to be fruitful. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. You bore the sin of many. You died on the cross and you rose again on the third day. And I thank you today as I come to you that I can have your forgiveness. Forgive me right now. For this day, I choose to commit my life to you. Jesus, be the Lord of my life from this day forward. Amen. If that's you, and my heavy head is bowed, every eye is closed. If that's you right now, you prayed that prayer and you need his forgiveness, I want to pray with you tonight. And I'm going to ask you right now just to lift your hand in the air. If you want his forgiveness, I'm going to pray for you. Lift your hand high. You prayed that prayer. You need his forgiveness. There's a lady there. Just lift it high right now. You need his forgiveness. That's it. When you lift that hand, you're not lifting just to me. You're lifting to Jesus. And heaven will see that hand. Jesus will see the hand. A hand that's honest. A hand that says, hey, Jesus, I'm ready. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. If you're in this place tonight, you need to recommit your life to Jesus. Maybe you've went through a barren state because you've not been following in your heart. You want to recommit your life. Lift your hand high right now. Thank you. Lift it high. Everybody who's lifted their hand, I want you to stand on your feet right now. Everyone who lifted your hand, just stand right now. Stand at the back. Thank you, madam. And the the gentleman next to you. And the lady on the right, just stand. Let's give them a hand as they stand right now. Thank you, Lord. I tell you something, it takes boldness to stand in a church like this. Boldness to stand. Because if you can stand in front of these people, you can stand before God. Let's pray for every person who's standing right now. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for the boldness of each person. Thank you that you care for each of these people. They're special in your sight. And Lord, I ask you tonight that they would be born again. You change their name from Abram to Abraham. Change their name from barrenness to fruitfulness. Change their name from rejected to accepted in the name of Jesus. Or from unforgiven to forgiven. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we pray that we'll step forward with you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. And we give you all the honor in Jesus' name. Everybody shouted. Amen. Let's stand right now and give Jesus some praise here tonight. We're going to sing tonight. We're going to sing, sing, sing. Hallelujah. But before we do that, I want you, after the count of three, to give Jesus a shout of praise for 30 seconds. Can you do that tonight? You know why I'm going to say this? Because every Sunday night, every Sunday night, it seems that a couple of things are happening. Either you get tired or we get tired. And what happens at the end of the service, it can, be, it can just pitter out. And I want us to sing this song in faith because it's a spiritual exercise that we're doing tonight based on the Word of God. And I want you to take a deep breath. Can you take a deep breath tonight? Is that a deep breath? Take another deep breath. Hallelujah. And I want you to shout out to God for the next 30 seconds with all your might. Can you do that tonight? Amen. Can you do that tonight? Amen. 
After the count of three, the band are going to join in, and then we're going to go straight into sing, sing, sing. After the count of three, one, two, three. Hallelujah.